I have exactly three good ideas a year. Oh, melodically wrong and happy to be here again, boys. Jerry Jones sits on the golden toilet and looks for the, the big splashy players. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am Justin Wright, joining you from wherever I'm joining you from today. I believe it's Hot Springs, although it's very hot, and I am very tired of it being hot. I don't know where I was going with that. But today I am joined by my stalwart co-host, who I'm hoping is having a much cooler day than I am, Jared Miller. How are you doing today, Jared? Uh, I am toasty as well, Justin. I was about to tell you, it feels like I'm coming to you live from the equator, because that's what it feels like right now. Uh, and yes, it's only the start of June, so. Yeah, it's only going up from here. Yes, unfortunately, unfortunately. But uh, other than that, I'm doing all right. I'm just now coming down from that emotional roller coaster I was on last night, watching my Trailblazers play. Um, it was a, it was a ride, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw. I can't goes back to what we kind of talked about though dame cannot win those games on his own no and i will give some credit where credit's due i think the team it took a team effort to get to overtime but once we got there it feels like everyone else just uh kind of turned it over to dame and said oh you're the hot hand you've got this and he was like uh guys uh guys Uh, but it, it, all, all jokes aside, it was a hell of a game. I have to tip my hat to Denver. That was uh, one of the best games of basketball I've ever watched. Unfortunately, my team came out on the wrong end of it, but it's not quite over yet. We'll see what happens. Yes, an unfortunate turn of events, but it it is what it is. On better news, the Brooklyn Nets are on to the next game. Yes, sir. Uh, that next series against the Milwaukee Bucks. I know it should be a good one. It's going to, I bet it goes seven. I, I hope it does. Cause man, that that's going to be some good basketball. Agreed. Uh, also good news for, uh, I don't know if you've heard yet the news that came out on Wednesday today. Uh, some good news for our boys, the Seattle Kraken. Did you see this? I did not. Uh, the NHL draft lottery went down. And Seattle took part in their first ever one, got that number two overall pick. Nice. Uh, they were guaranteed a top five, and they ended up number two behind only the Buffalo Sabres, which I cannot say I'm surprised at that. Uh, no one should be surprised at that. The Buffalo Sabres need a lot. I don't know that a number one draft pick is going to be enough. Uh, no, it's a good start. I really don't care. I'm just excited for Seattle. That draft is next month. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but speaking of hockey, can we talk about hockey? Uh, is there? Let me let me let me take a guess. I think there's a team up north you want to talk about. <coughs> Sorry, oh. I was choking. Oh no. Um, just like the Maple Leafs. Man, I was going to say, Scotiabank Arena right now must be filled with water because the Maple Leafs in Game 7 were a hot mess and had a total meltdown. I think they started melting down a lot sooner than it, They did. They started way sooner than that. Uh, but 
you called it last week. I said, what are the chances they blow this 3-1 lead? And you were like, oh, I could see it. It's It could happen. And sure enough. Mm-hmm. I I have I have contained myself. I have some another team in a different sport that I'd like to rant about <laughs> later. But Toronto, I'm coming at you here, and I'm bagging you. Just blow it up. Get rid of your franchise. Send it somewhere else. Send it to a new happy home. Because I don't think you guys will ever be happy in Toronto again. It's it's sad. It's bad. Do something different. Stop choking. Stop being bad. Um, you know, I, I think I don't think there's two things in the world that uh don't go together more than game seven and the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just, I, I mean, every franchise has those, those things, the meme things, like the lightning had the choke. Yeah, we know, you know, the, every team in sports has something that is like poked at, but usually it's one thing. And then it kind of starts to go away after a while. The Cleveland Browns even started winning games. They, they've made playoff appearances, you know, Seattle had the thing we don't talk about. In the Super Bowl. But again, that's like one thing. The Falcons choke. Well, the Falcons are a bad example. But the the Maple Leafs, my God, what is wrong with you guys? 54 years going strong of this stuff. I, I, I can and I can't believe it. Honestly, like I watched a little bit of that game seven on Monday night and before you know it, the Canadians are up three to one. And I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. Like it, this is just destined to happen. It was prescribed in stone tablets by the universe eons ago that this would always happen. (laughs) It's not even, I feel like Leafs fans, they can't even... They don't feel about it anymore. Like they have to think it's destiny. They don't feel anything anymore. They're numb to it. You've got to be. If you're a Leafs fan and you're still, if you don't just have ice in your veins when playoff hockey starts, what, what do you do? Drink copiously. You you have to combat the the pain somehow, uh, which is a good call right now to any Toronto Maple Leafs fan that happens to hear this reach out to us on Twitter. Tell us how you cope. Tell us how you deal with it. We are genuinely curious because Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of futility is something that is impressive, not just in the history of NHL hockey, but in the history of major American sports and Canadian sports, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, How, like, like, yes, the Browns had a really bad long stretch, but as you pointed out, they're starting to win games and turn it around a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, maybe you've got the Mariners, maybe you've got the Lions, Detroit, uh, but there's not many franchises that come to mind that have just decade after decade of this. It's fascinating. And the thing is, you've had so many chances to get it right. I, I, I mean, like I said, the fact that it even went to a Game 7 – I, I mean, when they lost game six and got pushed it to game seven, I, I knew they were going to lose the last one. 
they just Toronto just doesn't win that last game. It never happens. Uh, the one difference, I guess, if it's worth anything, uh, it wasn't Boston. You didn't lose to the Bruins. So that little miracles. Yeah. You just lost to your arch rivals instead. Yeah. Yeah. The Canadians are going to be holding this one over the leaves for a long time to come. Well learned too, as they should. Yeah. On the other side, though, Tampa Bay Lightning still still holding strong. They're they're doing pretty well right now. Yeah, they are. And uh, another Game 7 winner that moved on from that first round, the Golden Knights absolutely mm-hmm. schmucked the Minnesota Wild in that Game 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty wild NHL playoff so far. Pretty typical, I guess, if uh, you're a Maple Leafs fan. This is not a new site, obviously. <laughs> Uh, I think the, I think the Leafs fans really expected themselves to make it at least out of the first round. They won their division for God's sake, you know. That you mm-hmm. you know they thought, of course, they think they have a chance, but really, like the the old timers had to know that it's not how this works in Toronto. Yeah, no, it is not how that works. Uh, you know, I was gonna ask, and you kind of already answered it so eloquently earlier. Where does the Maple Leafs go from here? blow it up like uh, i just think there's such a stigma attached to them at this point like i feel like they just need to become something new it'll never happen but they need to rebrand or restart or something uh it, yeah i don't know i don't know what you do i don't know what you do as a franchise as a team from an x's and O's standpoint uh, clearly nothing seems to be working so let's just see what brand of misery they bring us next year yeah. Should should we talk about Oh my god. Not to jump sports, but can we talk about possibly the worst play, worst case of game so, knowledge in all of sports history? Like it's up there. I know exactly. Oh my god. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, this, this would be a good poll question for Twitter. What was worse for their fan base? Uh, this for the Maple Leafs or this one gloriously horrid defensive play by the Pittsburgh Pirates last week in baseball. I, I, I can answer that. It was, it's definitely the Leafs. The Leafs have a history of suffering, but they made it to the playoffs. I guess so they were in that next level. The Pirates are at the bottom of the barrel yeah uh so we talked about this a little bit after it happened and you you said that it absolutely had to be mentioned on the show this week oh my i said we need to do an anti shout out for this uh i guess we could call it a call out you're calling out the pittsburgh pirates break it down for the people who don't know what happened oh my god it's (sighs) so When the Pirates were playing the Cubs, I gotta, I gotta steady myself. So Joey Baez comes up to bat. Baez hits it. um, Hits it over to third, right? Yeah, hits it over. Yeah, towards the shortstop. Shortstops whips it to first, and the first baseman, Will Craig, gets it. Former first round pick. 
there's a runner on third going home and instead of touching the base which is all he had to do mind you will craig starts chasing bias kind of dancing around doesn't tag him doesn't really hustle for it and you can see bias is kind of confused like he doesn't run all that hard it's like this should be an insta out but the third the runner on third gets home the first baseman mucks up the throw to to home at which point Baez, i think is still just dazed because he's signaling safe and then realized i'm still an active runner and books it to first makes it <laughs> at which point um continuing the bad play the pirate second baseman um does not cover first the ball gets overthrown first. Baez, after sliding, gets up and is able to get second, where the ball is overthrown once again towards third. This comedy of errors, which should have been two outs, which the outcount was two. This would have ended the inning. Instead, the Cubs got a run and a runner on second out of it off of something that you should learn in little league. Like if there's a runner coming towards you, you have the ball on first touch the first base. It forces the out. Oh my word. He, if he got him out, that run wouldn't accounted change the inning, but Oh my gosh. That is a microcosm of what the Pittsburgh Pirates are this season. <laughs> you know, they are the worst team in baseball, I would say, by a pretty hefty margin. By far. It's, it's uh, baffling. I watched the play over and over and over. I found it funny. I found it confusing. I found it mind-boggling that that was professional baseball athletes that get paid uh, obscene amounts of money to do something very routine like that. And... It makes, it, there are times throughout the baseball season where I feel better about being a Mariners fan. Now is one of said yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. At least the Mariners know how to play baseball. And that's, I'm going to make this offer, the same offer that I did on Twitter. The, the expansion buddies are going to be starting a charity. For only $1 a day, you can fade in the Sarah McLaughlin now, but for only $1 a day, you too can help teach professional sports athletes who are making millions how to play their damn sport. And we, uh, you, I believe on that tweet, you put the Pirates and the Falcons in there. Uh, we yes. can throw the Maple Leafs in there too, yes. I feel like. Uh, yeah, donate. It's for a good cause. <laughs> oh my God, I'm just... There's nothing else to say it's about so it. so embarrassing. It's so funny when it's not your team though. I mean, it's entertainment for us. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. Uh, yeah, so a, a rare Expansion Buddies call-out of the week instead of a shout-out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, you know what else has been pretty bad, though, on a more serious note? These damn NBA fans, dude. They, they have been ungodly. Bad. Unruly. And, and it's like... 
we weren't allowed in arenas for almost a year, and now that we're back, we don't know how to act exactly. Uh, there's been numerous incidents so far in the NBA playoffs with fans uh, harassing, I guess, and uh, flat-out assaulting players. Uh, the ones that come to mind, the big ones that I know about, was the incident where you had a Knicks fan front row spit on Trey Young in game one or game two of their series. Then you had a fan throw popcorn at Russell Westbrook in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. You had a fan in DC run out, touch the backboard, got promptly uh, walloped by security, which by the way, I think there's some NFL teams that could sign that man to a linebacker contract. Uh, that was a, that was a clean tackle he made. And then you had a fan who threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving in Boston uh, that fan I know has been arrested and charged with assault. I am not sure about the others. I believe arrests were made. Uh, all of these fans have been banned indefinitely from these respective, uh, perspective arenas. But I, I guess my question to you, sir, is what, why, what needs to be done? Why is this happening? I don't, I don't know. Just, I want your thoughts, I guess. I mean, I feel like I, I don't even know what it is. Like, I feel like the past year has just brought out the worst in people. And I think so many people have been used to, you know, doing things at home, being online, where behind a keyboard and a screen, they are, you know, they can talk all the crap they want about Russell Westbrook, about Kyrie Irving, say whatever they want. At that, that amenity. And anonymity that word <laughs> um has kind of gotten them and now that they're back out they think like they kind of still have that level of untouchable and they're just being stupid like i mean sports fans have always done dumb things like there's the oh gosh what year was it i think it was right before the the original browns left to go to baltimore where they the fans all threw like beer bottles and stuff on the field yeah there's that whole fiasco. Like, there's been history of things, but I don't know. I feel like it's more common and worse right now. It definitely seems and, to be because just the frequency in which it's happening. Yeah. The biggest one to me is the guy spitting. Yeah, that cro that's different. That's even different. Than like, okay, popcorn. Even a that's, I mean, that's it's still okay. Of, it's like, whatever. It's like, it's disrespectful. But spitting the water bottle, yeah, total jerk move. But spitting on someone is crossing a line. And I think if somebody spits on you, you should have full right to just beat their butt. Yeah, it took a lot of a lot of self-control by Trey Young. Uh also besides just the social big time no-no that spitting on someone is we are still in a pandemic let's not forget that yeah uh that should be mentioned also i that fan i bet i hope uh is banned for life from madison square garden um like i said all these fans have been banned indefinitely i think from these arenas but and that's what should happen. And in my opinion, I would take it a step further and say that all of these fans should be blacklisted from every professional sports arena across the entire country. You can't behave in one of them. You probably can't behave in any of them. 
So mm -hmm. you should not be allowed to attend sporting events in person. Enjoy it from your couch. I hope it was worth it. Uh, it's just unacceptable. And listen, there's a fine line between I would call regular fan stuff of, you know, heckling and, you know, trying to get an athlete's attention by yelling something at them, you know, I mean, you, we remember this from our college days, we went to many a football game here on campus and we like to sit front row right by that visitor's tunnel and try to, heckle. yeah, and that's heckle, part of the fun, man. Yeah. You but, almost got a, got in a fight with the grip quarterback one time. I sure did. Uh, that is. Would you say you call them like gimpy or something like that? Well, I guess we'll tell this story now. I didn't think we were going here with this tonight. Uh, but I will preface this by saying I did not throw anything at anybody. Uh, I just used my words and they were apparently enough. Uh, we were at a the big rivalry game here in Montana, Montana State, our college versus the University of Montana, the bad guys, the empire the evil ones. They are the uh, bad guys. They were coming to our house. I, that was our senior year, if I remember correctly. And like I said, we had front row, front row seats right by the visitor's tunnel. It was halftime. I remember the, the certain gentleman, I will not say his name, who was the quarterback of Montana at the time. He was not playing because he was injured. He had a little do up on his ankle where he had one of those wheelie things uh to answer your question i initially didn't call him anything i just yelled his number and said hey uh you wanted this because montana state was up by like 10 or something and a half and apparently that was enough to get his attention he turned to me had some choice words basically motioned me down to come fight him uh and then i said what are you going to do roll on me referring to his his ankle get up i was not making fun of the fact that he was injured but it was a a physical trait, if you will, that I used in that moment. So yes, uh, heckling, it is a part of the game. It is a fun part of the game. Throwing things at athletes on the field, on the court, what have you is not part of it, is not fun, is not acceptable. Like I said, and these fans, uh, they need to be reprimanded. And fortunately they have been taken care of swiftly. Uh, the few that have acted out in this way, uh, I hope we don't see any more of it. I saw where some NBA players got together, did like a PSA video, which is sad it even had to be done. But saying, you know, and Damian Lillard was part of it. A bunch of other big name guys are part of it. Basically saying, you know, we're so grateful to have fans back in these arenas, but let's remember how to act appropriately. And I guess the last thing I'll say about this is we might not really think of it this way, but it is the case where, these athletes are at their jobs when they're doing this. Uh, they are working and you would not go to anyone else, or I hope you wouldn't, at their place of work and throw things at them, uh, spit on them. You wouldn't do that. So why is it okay to do it at, at sporting events? It's, it's not. That's, that's, I guess, just my two cents on the subject. Fair enough. I think... That sums it up really well. No, it's, it, it's just. I hope we don't see any more of it. Uh, as far as I know, uh, in the NHL, there hasn't been a, any issues, although they, let's remember in the NHL, fans are separated by a pretty hefty pane of glass between the rink and uh, where they're sitting. <laughs> Maybe that's what they have to start doing at basketball games, man. Throw some glass up. Maybe, honestly. <laughs> 
I, I mean, I hope treat them like freaking subway condiments. <laughs> uh, it, I just, I don't know. It, it's just like I said, it seems to be one after another. For a while there, it felt like every night something was happening somewhere in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that's all I'll say on it right now. It's just, yeah, unacceptable. That's the word. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, the excitement that's been going on in the NBA playoffs, the good things, uh, as we speak, it sure seems like Philadelphia is about to beat Washington in game five in advance, to which they will play the winner of Atlanta and the Knicks. And it certainly seems that the Knicks are about to lose. So we could have Atlanta, Philadelphia on the other side of it. So yeah, some exciting stuff going on in the NBA playoffs. I know there was something else you wanted to touch on tonight, though. Yeah, usually we don't get to this sport, mostly because I don't think either of us um, really pays attention to it all that much. Um, but over in tennis, there's been some some stuff going on. Have you have you seen much of this, Jared? I have seen. I've seen enough. I feel like um, you're right. I am not an avid follower of tennis. I do know about the uh, Williams sisters and I do know about Roger Federer, but that is about it. Uh, but I have been reading about some of this tennis stuff again. Why don't you just sum it up though, for the listeners at home who might not know. Yeah. So this past Monday, which was the 29 31st of, uh, of May. Um, Naoma Osaka, who is a Japanese, um, Japanese African American um, tennis player, dropped out of the French Open, which is a big, big tennis tournament. Um, after I believe it was in 2018, um, she won. The, I believe it was the U.S. Open. So she, she is a good player. To say the least. Um, but she has backed out of the tournament um, primarily because of her um, of mental health issues that she's had. Um, she has said that she has been experiencing depression. She doesn't like um, depression and anxiety, and one of the big things that causes it is doing the press interviews afterwards, uh, doing the press commitments. Yeah. Um, and she said that um, she finds it very stressful and gets really nervous whenever she uh, has to do these. And pointed to the 2018 U.S. Open. Okay, it was the U.S. Open. I'm, I'm seeing that now but where she won to where this really started. And if you remember from that point um, or paid attention to tennis at that point, she beat, um, she beat was Serena. It Serena, yeah, Serena Williams and Serena Williams went on and she was like calling the, the, is it ref? The head referee? official. Yeah. The official um, there that, he was a liar and a thief and all sorts of different accusations because she didn't win. And then kind of snubbed her at the awards ceremony. Um, 
very controversial. I remember that it, it the way that uh, it was handled on the behalf of Williams kind of took away from the accomplishment of Osaka. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that is like you said, kind of where she pins points, a lot of this starting a lot of the social anxiety, a lot of mm-hmm. the mental health issues. Um, and, and yeah, the, the media obligations recently at the, at the French open, uh, you know, the, I don't know exactly what the parameters of those obligations are, but I know that she was required to speak with the media for a set amount of time on certain days. And she, she, it was a no show for, I think the first one and they fined her uh, quite a, a bit of money and basically warned her, said that she would be disqualified if she continued to not show up for these press conferences uh and that is when she took it onto her own hands and withdrew from the tournament altogether yeah and it's it is is really terrible that um that you know that this has that this happens. I mean, I, I, it's terrible when anybody suffers from depression, but looking at these athletes who, when, when they do go into these professional sports, I know we always think of all the money they make and all this and all that, but in some ways they really do sign certain aspects of their life away. They're forced, you know, in exchange for that money to do things that, you know, we as the public maybe don't always think of. I'm a teacher and I'm pretty acutely aware of how much a lot of kids dislike speaking in front of people. And I've seen, you know, a lot of students get very nervous, but when you're speaking to the press who are, no offense, Jared, but vultures. Oh, none taken. Um, uh, not that you're in the press right now or anything, but <laughs> I was just thinking of journalists um, who, who are badgering and really pushing on someone. And if you crack or like show any negative thing, that is then gonna be the next viral youtube clip oh my gosh you know naoma or naomi osaka freaks out on press or you know yeah what whatever that that is then global everyone sees that yeah and i i can't imagine you know just the the anxiety that a lot of people have in in speaking in front of maybe 10 of their peers to speaking to press and in front of you know hundreds thousands millions however many people during those interviews like that's incredibly nerve-wracking and it begs the question that has been brought up before in sports what should media obligations be to these athletes uh should they be required to give press conferences uh and you've seen so many athletes come out in support of Osaka and her choice to withdraw from this tournament. Um, you know, cause who else, who gets it more than other professional athletes. And I always think of somebody like Marshawn Lynch watched him obviously very closely being a Seahawks fan. Uh, he was not ever somebody that enjoyed talking to the media. He, and whether that was because of his own, anxiety or mental health issues or whether it was just because he didn't trust them 
you know, kind of like you were alluding to earlier, the smallest thing can be said by one of these athletes that gets twisted and misconstrued and, you know, slapped on headlines and, you know, making stories out of nothing, you know, and taken completely out of context. I think it was a lot of that with Lynch, but I, I thought this back then when he was doing all the, I'm just here so I won't get fined stuff. Uh, what is an athlete's obligation to the media? Because on one hand, yes, fans like to know what their players and coaches have to say about things before and after games and about life in general sometimes. But at the same time, uh, these are, these are human beings who have thoughts and feelings and emotions. And I'm sure they don't want a lot of those broadcast to the public. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's, I kind of think personally that maybe that maybe these media obligations need to start getting phased out. Maybe make them an incentive instead. Like take whatever portion of the contract says, portion of the contract, portion of their pay says, hey, you got to talk to the media. Take that out. They get paid a little bit less, but they have the option to sign an optional media, you know, add-on, extension, whatever, where they can get, um, you know, that same amount of money for filling these optional obligations. Yeah. So basically make make it, give it, give the players agency in that manner. Yeah. So don't penalize them when they don't do it is what you're getting at. And I totally agree with that. Uh, You know, because on the flip side of it, you do have guys uh, and gals, but uh, I'm just thinking of the NFL right now who love being in front of the camera, you know, who are absolute characters when they get up there think of uh, your boy uh, fits magic mm-hmm. and he is he was born to be in front of a camera absolutely <laughs> but it's not for everybody you know and it's not gonna be for everybody and f- i don't know forcing athletes to to do that i don't i don't see why like you know if they don't if they're not comfortable doing it, it let's accept that as fans let's accept that as uh, media members should accept that and i don't know it it, it should be a non-issue but it's become an issue uh, and it's become an issue that got brought into the light again about what recently happened at the French open. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff that we could go and talk more in depth and maybe we will return to this conversation at some point. It's an interesting one because I, I, not to steal the limelight from you real quick here, Justin, but no, you're fine. You think of NCAA athletes, uh, their media obligations are a lot looser than a professional athlete. In fact, there are times when the coach can step in and say, no, my, my athletes aren't speaking to you today. And it's totally fine. You know, it, it, nothing else comes of it. So I don't know. It's interesting to see how it's handled at different levels. Um, it is always kind of a question I've, I've had, especially as someone who's interested in going into sports media at some point. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it, like, I'll say like when I did my internship at a newspaper here in Bozeman, I remember one of my assignments was to cover a high school football game for the local team. The local team got blown out in a game that was very important in terms of them making the playoffs. Uh, it felt very weird for me to go down there and pretty much immediately ask the coach questions about it. I'll be honest with you. It was a little uncomfortable on my end too. I kind of felt bad doing it, but I get it. That's part of the job also. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a whole lot of, it's a whole lot of interesting questions that can you, you can approach it from many different angles. Yeah. 
And yeah, it is something maybe we should more. Um, but I'm I'm a very pro player kind of person. I think the players should have you know, a lot of agency. Obviously, I think there's guidelines that they have to follow as being part of a team, but, and that's one thing that kind of grinds my gears about the NFL compared to the NBA. The NBA, I think, is a very, a much more player-driven league, whereas the NFL is very owner-driven. Very money, well, they're all money-driven leagues. Yeah. But, uh, and that goes, I think you can attribute that to, commissioners i think adam silver is one of the best commissioners in all sports in the nba and i think roger goodell is oftentimes one of the worst maybe he's not rob manfred bad but he's not great what what's the what was the guy's name that was like hugely corrupt in fifa oh. uh, i'd say he's up there all of them but yes i know yeah what you that's mean. true <laughs> fifa's a horrid organization i, I digress though so. um yeah are you saying roger goodell the man that botched relationships with refs isn't doing the best job i take that completely back he he hugs players at the draft so he must be good right oh he (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i got that totally wrong how could goodell who he even let fans sit in his armchair at the draft this year man he's such a likable guy oh my gosh i think he wants to be likable but he just money yeah but anyway i digress and we are reaching the end of our time so we better talk shout outs uh yeah do you i've got one cocked and loaded if you're not quite ready yet on them um wait do i have to do a call out too since you called out the pirates because i don't know if i have one of those i you do it's the leaves obviously oh well yeah that was just a kind of segment on here tonight i yeah we can call that a call out the call out episode is what this was (laughs) um i really don't have a shout out i've just gotten off of like i was a senior class advisor this week so i've just gotten off of that i have not consumed very much sports media although today in my junior high ag class we were talking about baseball because I, I, we were talking about that Pirates play. And then one of the kids was talking about, huh. well, they're like, do you know the right fielder that plays for the Yankees? I'm like, no, I know, I know none of the players on the Yankees. I try to pretend I don't exist. <laughs> and he's like, uh, it's your own. I'm like, he doesn't play for the Yankees. This kid's like three years behind the times, man. Yeah, I was like, first of all, after he played for the Yankees, he played for the Marlins. And then he came back to the Mariners. He came home. He came, he came home. home and I was explaining to them how respected Ichiro was that even when he was on different teams, like Mariners fans would still applaud him and like give him standing ovations when he came up to bat fans everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ichiro is awesome. Uh, so my shout outs to Ichiro because he's awesome. He's my favorite baseball player of all time. Will forever be um, one of the greatest Mariners of all time. And the reason I even like baseball that you know, I just thought of something. This is a perfect thing to do if we ever have a week where you know one of us does can't think of a shout out, can't come up with one. Ichiro because he's awesome. It's yeah. always a perfect stand in. Uh yeah. Well, my shout out is also sticking to baseball, but I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it down to collegiate baseball. Oh man. I am gonna shout out my guys, the Oregon Ducks, because Oregon's baseball team. They went 20 and 10 this regular season 
and they made it back to the NCAA postseason, which is going to start the NCAA tournament for baseball starts this Friday, actually. Uh, they made it back for the first time since 2015, and they're actually hosting a regional, which is a pretty big deal for them. They're seated 14th overall in the country. I'm super excited about it. They play their first game on Friday afternoon against Central Connecticut State. I hope they can win. It's also a very rare year in college baseball when Oregon hosts a regional and is ranked and seated. And Oregon State is not, which is wild because Oregon State is a perennial juggernaut in college baseball. So I'm hoping the best for my Ducks. Shout out to them. Fly Ducks. Fly Ducks, baby. Let's go. Uh, so we still have a little bit of time. Do you? We got shout outs out of the way. Any just the general life housekeeping things you want to well, talk I, about? I, was, I said fly ducks. I'd like to. I'd like to tell the story behind that. Kyle's not here, but this one's for Kyle. We got time for a story. So in, in high school, um, there there was this commercial at the time that came out. It was a big like Alabama commercial on I think ESPN. It was like all these people saying Roll Tide you know, the saying for Alabama and people now say roll tide and they mean different things, but I digress. Um, but uh, Kyle and I being kind of goofy high schoolers, we're like, well, if Alabama has one, like, and everybody was saying roll tide. Um, it was like, we clearly got to have some different ones. So we had fly ducks, chew beavers. Um, Gosh, all, all sorts of them. And I, those are the two I always remember is the fly ducks and chew beavers. So essentially whatever the mascot is. Oh, growl cats. Growl cats was one of them. Give it a verb. Yeah, basically. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to have to adopt that for at least for Oregon. Fly ducks. I like it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's, that's just a little story what, I thought of when that came out. What would the Buccaneers be? I don't know. What is a pirate? pirate do swashbuckle 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 bucks kind of a mouthful it it doesn't really roll off the tongue uh how about squawk hawks for the seahawks (laughs) (laughs) i mean we we can't do fly again oh my gosh and it's got a little rhyme to it all right um when can we get an expansion buddies merch store going we could have the squawk hawks shirt Squawk Hawks. I'm all oh about it. Gosh. PM. I gotta get that trademarked. I don't think anyone else. Can you can you write that down somewhere so we don't forget that? It's 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 written down. I've got it. We could have that. We could have a shirt about Cliff Kingsbury. That haircut. Yeah. Uh we could have let's oh man, taking a trip down memory lane here on the show. What else could we have? Uh we we can't seem to stop talking about uh how horrible Ben Roethlisberger is for the Steelers we could come up yeah. with something there uh you believe you had such an eloquent quote we threw in our intro for a while even uh Ben's cooked taken out the oven <laughs> really we could just I don't go- remember saying that at all oh you did you absolutely did it was beautiful we oh. should, we should go back and we should listen to all of our media drops that or our audio drops we threw in our uh intros and we've got some good ones in there uh my personal uh baby that i came up with said way back in the day was that you could slap a headset on a potato and it would be a better coach than bill o'brien and i mean that so oh my god that'd be a good shirt too just a little potato with the headset on it little texas, yeah texas in, in like texas gear yeah 
<laughs> yeah, we'd probably get sued for that one. Start using team logos, but well, we don't use the logo exactly. Yeah, make it our own a little bit. Uh, yeah, we we could definitely come up with a pretty solid merch store if we put our minds to it. Uh, we definitely got got to have the party like it's 1976, of course. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe we get like five shirts going. I mean, if if you know, I know Movie Meals has shout out to Movie Meals. Shout out to Movie Meals. Um, fantastic program. If you're not watching Movie Meals watch movie meals um you can find them on youtube if you're wondering you, you can find them on youtube uh but they have a merch store i feel like we could have a merch we store. we could we could we i feel like we need a little bit bigger of a following first because if we get a bigger following we can do giveaways can do pr- as prizes you know get some how about uh, this we will make some shirts if we get we'll we'll put a poll up on twitter tonight or the, the night that the podcast comes out. So when you're listening to this, it'll be up Thursday. Tonight, Thursday third. night. Yeah. Thursday night with, you know, three or four shirts. If we get 10 votes, is 10 votes too low? Am I setting the bar too low? Am I like 20. the meme? 20. If we get 20 votes, whichever shirt is the highest, we will make that shirt and give it away to four lucky fans and here's what so here's what you got to do though if you want to win one of the shirts we're gonna we're gonna ask a question you have to answer correctly that can only be answered correctly if you listen to the show that week yeah and so this twitter poll will be able to be found at the expansion bu1 on twitter check us out make sure you check us out follow us tweet at us we love to hear from you guys like I said, um, Maple Leafs fans, reach out. Tell us how you cope. Yeah, uh, yeah. We you know like, if, if if you're a Leafs fan, you know, maybe we'll have you on the podcast so you can tell us about it. This can be our, our Twitter page for the next two weeks. Can be a safe place for Leafs fans of all uh, creeds <laughs> to come together. <laughs> it's a group therapy place. You are safe with us. You can talk openly about your experiences being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Uh, you can tell us about your struggles and you can connect with others who experience similar struggles. We're, we're all in this together. <laughs> and, and you know what? We're at it. Pirates fans. Yeah. Pirates fans. You don't. Oh, man. Lions fans. Ly- oh, you, you poor, you poor guys. Us Mariners you fans. Yeah. Any fans Just, of Houston sports. Our, our Twitter is a safe place for disgruntled sports fans. Tell Except us about- Yankees fans, stay away. We don't want to hear from Cowboys fans. Jared, Jared, I I feel the need to remind you, we are an accepting show. <laughs> While we do not like the Yankees, we cannot hate the fans. I we have to be all-inclusive. My- You're right. That's my mistake. I was speaking from my heart, not my brain. Yes. <laughs> But yes, like Justin said earlier, check us out on Twitter at the Expansion BU1. We'll have polls not just about potential shirts, uh, but, but whatever favorite magazine you had as a kid when you went to the doctor's office and stuff like that, because that's the kind of stuff that we talk about. It is. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen back a few episodes because it was mentioned. Listen to the end of the podcast. That's when the real conversation. The starts. end is typically where things start to go off the rails or maybe get on track even more. I don't know. However, you look at it. We don't know what the 
what the the real podcast in is anymore. Maybe it's the beginning. Maybe it's the end. I I I don't know if it's the middle. All we know is sports are talked about, um, and we do appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about sports or ramble about magazines in dentist office. Yes, and I'm I'm gonna again make a promise for an episode. By the way, that I thought of today, um, I I really like sneakers, and I think we should do an episode. And I think uh, Austin, if you're listening, he's one of my students. I might ask him to be on as well. Get him on here. Um, Let's talk some shoes. But I think we should talk about athlete shoes, you know, best pregame cleats, things like that. And then also, you know, best uh, like um, athlete design shoes, you know, whether it's the Nike Jordans, if it's JJ Watt shoes, whatever. I think that'd be a fun episode idea uh next nfl season so for the 2021 season it seems like every week someone has some wild cleats that they wear i think we need to keep track of those one each week and the cleat of the week the cleat of the week we could call it that and we could also just wait till the end of the season we could get them all together and we could decide on the uh who had the most drip on their feet for the season Ooh, that would be a good one that would be but uh can we do an awards at the end of the NFL season and actually mail the awards to the athletes? Well, it would be some really good self. Oh my gosh. If, if they, any of them like open it, that would be You know what? Year. Why not? Why not? We'll make it a black tie event, even though we are an audio only podcast. No, no, that will absolutely be streamed. Oh, okay. Well, and uh, we, we put out invitations on Twitter and mail them like, would you like to come to our black tie event in Bozeman, Montana? We need to rent a venue because if even one of these athletes shows up, we have to not be, you know, Jared, can we, I, I'm like, I'm serious. I think we should do this. Okay. Uh, and where, then we live stream it on YouTube. Where, just, where you can, me in a room. Let's hunting awards for athletes that aren't there. and we can give an awkward silence after each award is announced oh i guess they're not here either all right moving on uh let's i will get on the phone as soon as we're done with the nearest (laughs) motel six and we'll take their lobby i bet they give it to us uh ladies and gentlemen you are listening to a brainchild come to life before your very ears uh i'm i'm sorry or i'm not (laughs) Uh, whatever it is, we're making more lofty promises for future episodes. Uh, hopefully all of you and more are going to be listening to us still by then. Uh, we appreciate you all for listening now and for bearing through another episode with us. We had fun. Uh, we hope you did too. We'll be back for you every Thursday. Like we have been, we'll be there next Thursday. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, wherever you get your podcasts that can on a string and we'll be there for you. But until then, until next week, uh, always remember that A, Maple Leaf fans, come to us. You're safe. And Justin, don't forget. Party like it's 1976.